0: Our next uh, interview, our next guest will be Sharon Cox. Today, the US uh, has ruled that employers who fire their workers for being gay or transgender. We're breaking the country's rights laws. Now this is a huge move towards the LBTQ plus community. This has made us think about our laws in South Africa with regards to the community. And joining now is health and support services manager, Sharon, at the Triangle Project, an organization that uh, offers a wide range of services to the community, to the LGBTQI community. Good evening, Sharon, and welcome. Good evening. Yeah, thank you for for being with us this evening. Always good to be with you. What do you make of the U.S. ruling?
1: Well, it's a... It's a great stride forward, isn't it? And I yeah. think everybody needs a bit of good news at the moment. So
0: don't we all? Absolutely wonderful. Oh yes, we do. <laughs> do we all? And um, South Africa is, has been one of the most progressive countries when it comes to be, to the LGBTQI rights. Well, why mm. do you think there are still countries like the United like the United States who discriminate against this community? Well,
1: I, I I don't think it's a lot different uh, to many places in the world that, um, you know, as long as we don't disturb the cisgender heterosexual mm. privilege, mm. Um, you know, we're doing all right. Mm. Uh, people like the status quo generally, the majority, um, it's no secret that they have a leader of a country who has made no um, secret of how he feels about it. But I think once it got to the Supreme Court, um, there was no way that they could uh, support uh, this discrimination on these grounds anymore in line with their own constitution. Well, so a shift had uh, to be made.
0: It, you know, it, it, I, I I spent the best part of 15 years there, living there, and um, I can tell you that it's a very conservative country. It is... Yes. Uh, I don't know what the facts are. It's a country where the majority of I don't know, let's say 60% of the population still believe in, in, in Christ and in, and our religious fundamentalists and evang- evangelicals, um, where they still, uh, refuse to teach, uh, evolution at schools, where, mm. you know, a bakery will refuse to bake a cake for a That's lesbian couple and it is considered to be in their right so it is a it is a difficult country but in South Africa you know section nine of the constitution deals with discrimination and sexual orientation uh, as far as you are aware does this include gender identity so not explicitly but implicitly it does
1: include it because it includes gender and so if we think of gender more broadly than how we generally think about it mm-hmm. then we know that it does include uh, gender identity includes gender expression so it does make provision for not discriminating on the basis of gender and that's how it is it's not explicitly spelled out though mm-hmm. in those ways but of course we've seen in this country that our law does take it seriously we've seen it in the uh, computer. Promotion of equality and prevention of unfair discrimination. Correct. Um, and then that translates to things like the ability to alter your identity under the alteration of sex description. Uh, the more recent Jade September versus Correctional Services case. So we see that this, although not explicitly uh, written, that uh, mm-hmm. it it does um, it does continue on under under gender. It
0: it, it is covered. It is covered. It's covered, and um, so so you know so we look good on paper, uh, as the saying goes. But is this the reality? Are the you know this community still being discriminated against in the workplace, in public places, and other areas? Now, let me as I ask you that, we know that there are bigots out there who continues to do that. But you know, on a, at a more systemic level, have you come across this?
1: Oh, absolutely. You're absolutely right. We're good on paper, but live realities, we're far, far removed from that. And unfortunately, I don't know if in our lifetime that will change because it's going to take an attitudinal shift. And you see, when we talk about systemically and structurally and we think about the provision of health services, um, for example, or, or any services really, we have to think that the nurses, the doctors, the police officers, um, are just all members of our different respective communities and, and our uh, population. And so nobody leaves their attitude at the door. If you are homophobic or transphobic, you take that in with you to wherever you work. Yes. So it's a sad thing that we, we see it translate to so many places, including the workplace, yes. um, where people will often just put up with it and, and not report it for fear of losing their mm-hmm. jobs, in the face of high unemployment rates in this country, people can ill afford to lose jobs, so people will will hold on way beyond uh when they should be reporting not report at all uh for fear of of, of being unemployed
0: well one of the the things that I've observed is is uh, a lot of this bigotry a lot of uh, a lot of racism, a lot of homophobia. Um, a lot of chauvinism is mm. is a fingernail scratch under the surface. Yeah. It just lurks there under. It's as if people just need an excuse, and yeah. sometimes they don't, you know. And and, yeah. and and it pops up. Yeah. And I find I find uh, it's it's like racism. It's you know um, if you find a um, let's let's go, say a man who hates women drivers he says women don't can't drive he won't say that out loud but he'll drive around all day and accept men making bad decisions when they drive and don't use their turn signals and as soon as he sees one woman do it he says you see I told you women can't drive but he's just spent his entire day the de- Accepting men driving badly Right So it just yeah. sits under the surface And it's just waiting to come up Absolutely Absolutely it is We've, we've all been raised in
1: this patriarchal um, society And it plays out mm. in the most toxic of ways And as I mentioned before You know, the cisgender, heterosexual, white privilege Um is below the surface and often even not below the surface. Often quite blatant.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, you, you're you're absolutely right there. It's it it is it is quite blatant sometimes. Um, it, it, what hurts me? Uh, what hurts me? You know, this is not about me, but what is uh, painful is the the violence that is associated with it. The very what we found is that the in rural communities. And in traditional communities, not just in South Africa, there's a lot of homophobia which is concealed under religious or traditional beliefs. So it is a big cultural challenge as well.
1: Huge. And in this country, it's one of our biggest challenges, particularly as it relates to hate. And you see, this is something I think we've spoken about it before – the, 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 um, the increase in the rate of homophobic and transphobic violence in rural areas has certainly increased. There's no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. And there's also no overlooking the fact that the, the more rural you move, um, the more conservative often and the more religious, uh, places often are. And it's all linked. We can't see these things as separate. We have to look at them intersectionally, that they are linked. Um, Our people that live two hours out of Cape Town, for example, live in in a really conservative area with a church on every corner, um, highly conservative, very under-resourced, high rates of unemployment, and faith is what people cling to. Mm. And we also raised in in cultures and in traditions where the pastor, the imam, the priest is second only to God. So whatever comes out of that person's mouth is gospel. Um, And it's not uncommon to hear homophobic and transphobic sermons, for example. And people take that out. Uh, internalise it, and often LGBTIQ people themselves have internalised those homophobic messages and transphobic messages, but people live those out. And that's why it's so easy for some people just to dismiss LGBTIQ plus people um, for being who we are, because it's not something we do, it's who we are. So it's very easily dismissed when somebody who you perceive has authority and power um, to, to take what they say, believe it, and then treat somebody in the same way white people treated black people in apartheid. You just mean yeah. as less than, you step over the body and keep walking, walking, and that's how uh, it, it happens. And that's how it translates so easily yeah. into violence and into prejudice in many places.
0: Sharon, let me just uh, uh, remind our, our listeners that um, we'd like you to call in. Uh, we have on the line um, Sharon Cox, uh, and we're discussing the inclusivity of the uh, LGBTQI plus community. And you can call us at zero two one four four six zero five six seven. Drop us a WhatsApp message at zero seven two five six seven one five six seven, and tweet us at Cape Talk. Sharon. Let me, you know, you mentioned the, 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 you know, we've been discussing the conservatism, uh, at the base of it. And, and the, the thing I always, um, say, um, you know, and, and it's not a defense of homophobia at all. It's, it's, um, it, 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 I, it, I usually address this to religious people. Um, and I say, you know, I'm sure that this God of yours, has a lot more important things to worry about than what men and women do in the bedroom. Right. right. I'm, and I'm actually, you know, I, I'm not a spiritual person, but I'm sure that there are very many more important things to do. Right. It's just not anybody's business.
1: There's way more important things. And here is, here, here's the irony. You know, when we as Triangle, we do a lot of training with with state stakeholders, with uh, with uh, people in civil society, organisations in civil society, a lot with healthcare providers, the justice cluster. And uh, the question posed to people that are, are listening, hopefully, is when it is a heterosexual couple, does anybody even question you? Do you have to be questioned or does it have to be a thought in anybody's head what it is that you do um, I think behind closed doors is a fairly archaic thing because now it's wherever you choose, which is brilliant. But when, when I'm looking at you, if I'm assuming your orientation right. being heterosexual, it is not even crossing my mind about what you do, where you do it, how many times you do it. It doesn't even figure in my mind. Yet when it comes to LGBTIQ plus people, all of a sudden everything revolves around the sex. Yep. And that for me is just tragic Because who we love Who we are and who we love is mm. just one aspect of who we are um, it, it isn't by any means The totality of us We are so much more than who we love But suddenly when it comes to An orientation other than heterosexual It's all about the sex
0: Sharon, thank you very much for that it, um, You know, it. Uh... You know, I'll come back to the same thing. It's nobody's business what you're doing in your bedroom, and Mm. people should just go away with their bigotry. But thank you so much for joining us this evening. It's been a pleasure talking to you, and we can only hope things get better for all of us.
1: Absolutely. Have a good evening. You
0: too.